0: Thank you for this Resurrection Sunday. We're grateful to be alive and to be your children, to be in your kingdom. Thank you for that great work that you wrought on Calvary's cross. Thank you for the resurrection and the power which we enjoy, which gives us hope for eternal life. We bless you. We thank you. As we come before your word, speak to us in a way that will understand, that will live here with something in our hearts that draws us closer and closer to you. We thank you and bless you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church this morning? Today is resurrection Sunday. It is one of those Sundays, like Christmas Day, that you shouldn't miss, church. Perhaps today and or what we are celebrating today and Christmas Day are the two most significant days in the life of mankind and in the life of a Christian. Amen. Amen. Why? Because on Christmas Day, the Savior of the world was born. But Jesus being born was not enough for you and I to be restored, which is what we are celebrating on today. Jesus dying and rising from the dead on Resurrection Sunday is what gave you and I victory over death and to have a hope for resurrection. So, from today, maybe you didn't know before. So, um, two years ago, three years ago, on Resurrection Sunday, it's your special day that you go to the beach. Or it's a special day that you and your family celebrate at home. You kill a goat, a cow, a sheep, and then you celebrate at home, which is not bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I said, today, after church, there are no meetings. We are all going to celebrate with our families. Either our biological families or our God-given families. All right? So from here, if you see me in your house, I'm just announcing to you that you are my God-given family. Don't say, oh, but I didn't invite you. Please, if no notice, I mean... Let's be serious. It's Resurrection Sunday. Tell your neighbor. Let's be serious. Yeah, you have not written to me officially to tell me that you sack me from the family. So why can't I show up? Do you get it? Uh huh. So, but I'm saying that going to celebrate with God first should be part of your culture. As a Christian, it may not be part of the Zulu culture it may not be part of the South African culture it may not be part of the African culture, it may not be part of the world culture, but it will be part of your culture as a Christian we are first of all Christians before we are Africans I almost said before we are Africans but you know they they are all the same but they are not the same before we are Africans, or we are human, we are, we are Christians, we are God's children. Jesus purchased that God purchased us with a price, with the precious blood of his son. So we must identify as such. Today's world, the word identify is, has become a very important word. Do you get it? So, if you identify as a child of God, it must show. You know, people identify as many different things. And they make it bold. They make a bold statement. So that you and I can see that they identify alike. Or as such. No, alike is not the right word. As such. Do you get it? They make a bolt in your face. So much that today, today's church is feeling the pressure of what the world identifies as. And it's just a minority of the world, just a small percentage of the world identifying as, as something. Do you get it? However, it's in our faces. Now, if we are also Christians, we also have a right to identify as what we want to identify as. And we identify as Christians. We must also make it obvious. And it's through some of the, I'm, I've almost finished preaching now. I've preached for seven minutes already. <laughs> identify. You can call today's message identification. This part of the message. Ident- if we identify as Christians, then we should let it show. And I'm saying that one of the, one of some of these days that we, you see, like the way we celebrate Freedom Day and which other day? Hector Peterson Day is which are Youth day. Heritage, day. Heritage Day is who? Uh, September 24th. It's, it's who, who? Shaka Zulu. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all connected. Why, why did you start arguing with me when you didn't know? It's Shaka Zulu. Yeah. Then another one is what? Human Rights Day. That one too is who? yes some massacre somewhere then you get it on those days we don't let the days pass without as a country without doing anything we don't say okay today is uh, women's day today is women's day so we won't do anything it's just we just know that it's women's day or human rights day or um nelson mandela day or youth day so we are just sitting at home no we do something the country does something to commemorate the occasion as a Christian on Easter Sunday on Good Friday on Christmas day you must do something to commemorate this great event for which you and I have the right to enter eternity with boldness not because of what we have done but because of what Jesus has done for us hallelujah So clap your hands for what Jesus has done for us. And I'm glad that you showed up for church today. So let it be part of, no, look, no matter what is happening, no. you say, look, 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 today we go to church first to go and celebrate what God has done. Then when we come home after church, you can now bring the meat and the putu and the voss and the pap and the chakalaka, and the potato salad, and then um, anything else you bring. Amen. John chapter 11, I want to share something just small with you, one or two things about the resurrection, and then we will go home. What the resurrection does for us. Amen. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. 26, he says, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? If you believe it, say amen. amen. Jesus asked the question, do you believe this? Do you believe that whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die? Why? Because I am the resurrection and the life. And anyone who believes in me, though he dies, yet he will live again. I came to tell you that because of the victory we are celebrating today, you and I will live again. Once we believe in Jesus, we will live again. He says, though we die, yet shall we live. Why? Because I, I, Jesus Christ, I am the resurrection. I am the life. You see, resurrection, life, resurrection, we transfer Resurrection is to bring something back to life. To restore something to its original state. To what it was. Let me explain life first because we are going on resurrection. Life, life, you see, Jesus, the reason why Jesus could say that he was alive, because Jesus himself is the embodiment of life. John chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says, In him, not with him, but in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Like inside Jesus was life, and that life—it's what gave light or gives light to men. So when you receive Jesus, what you have received into you is like like a capsule. When you have a capsule, and they tell you that inside the capsule is chloroquine or or what some this is more common this spring. Inside, you know what a capsule is, né? You see that, those type of medicines that wear clothes. It's like the medicine that you see has a dress. Sometimes yellow and black. Sometimes white and blue. Sometimes, depending on the season and the color. And perhaps what you are dealing with. Not perhaps, absolutely what you are dealing with. You see, the plastic... Do you see? Then the real medication is inside. Do you see? Now, when you take the medication, you are not only swallowing the plastic. Do you get it? Like the plastic, usually the the medication is not supposed to melt in your throat. It's supposed to get somewhere and then open up. You see? So if you open the medicine and you pour it in your mouth, you have wasted the medicine. Do you, do you understand? So, those of you, when you feel freaky, you just open it and you pour it in. You are wasting the med- medicine. Department of Health will be looking for you to arrest you. It's illegal. So, when you swallow that, the, the capsule, you have swallowed, you have taken, you have not just taken in the plastic, but you have taken in what is inside the, the, the capsule, the, the plastic, wow i can hear the music wow it's nice it's nice play it loud because she was there suddenly she started to dance <laughs> i think she 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 rewound she rewound she the service to praise worship. did you do God is fighting for us ah, okay i don't know which song she's dancing i would have also joined the dance anyway let's go on so when you swallow the capsule what you are swallowing is what is in the capsule And the Bible is saying that when you receive Jesus, what you are receiving is what is inside Christ. And the Bible says that inside Christ was life. Oh, life. Life. So anyone who has Jesus in his heart as his Lord and Savior has life inside of you. Hallelujah. Then resurrection, to bring something back to life. Something back to its original state now why do we need to be brought back to our original state pastor is this not when my mother gave birth to me this is how i was it's not true yes your mother gave birth to you like this but when god created mankind it was not like this it was not like genesis chapter one the creation verse 26 Bible says, and the Lord said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish and so on and so on. And the Lord created him male and female. Verse 28, and the Lord blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. So in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28, and even all the way to the end, God shows us the picture of what he created us to be. He created man. Number one, he created man to be like him. So the original life that man had was a life like God's life. A look like God's look. He said, he made us in his image. And in his image, made us male and female. So, uh, which, which, which one does God look like? He made us Everything male and female. He made us in his image. Me, women look like God. Men look like God. Our image is God's image. Nah, hey, pastor, what are you saying? That's why when you see, well, I mean, so I meet so many people, they look at my, they look like their mother. Then I don't say anything. I, I've learned not to argue. One of the secrets to a long marriage is to just agree. This You don't take it and be arguing with me. <laughs> you will soon come for counseling. <laughs> and I'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> Just agree. Just if we are, Bible says, can two walk together? Except they agree. Do you, get, they, oh, you want to continue work, working together? You have to agree with one another. That's all. You have to agree, you are just working. I'm working with Pastor Merlin. For as long as we agree, we will be working together. As long as we agree, we'll be working together. He says, let's go and have a crusade. I said, I agree, we are working together. I said, let's do some praise and worship. He agrees, we are working together. I said, hey, let's give some money to some poor people. He agrees, we are working together separation comes when we no longer want to agree yeah i said let's pray he says let's sleep i said i ah, wake up let's pray he said oh i want to sleep then separation is beginning. so then i wake up now i'm praying oh, he's sleeping can you already feel the gap can, can you already feel the gap i'm praying he's sleeping i said let's go to church said, i'm tired i want to sit at home then he's sitting at home. Then I go to church. So I've come to church. This is home. This is church. a Yeah, I'm at church. He's at home. The gap is getting bigger. That's it. So thank you very much, man of God. Anybody you want to be with, agree with one another. It doesn't mean I agree with foolish things, by the way. He says, let's go and steal some things. Then you also want to ag- You have to get him to agree with not going to steal some things. Bishop says, I shall agree with all." Let's go and beat them. So you are sitting now. Your wife has gone to quarrel with the next door neighbor. And she can say, let's go and beat them. Then you say, ah, bishop said, I should agree. Or she can say, I command you by the preaching that bishop preached on Sunday. Let's go and beat them. They say, agree. So you also wake up. Then you... Look, one man, his wife, a certain man, his wife went to look for a fight somewhere and then came to call him. And he also didn't check the fight. Whether it was a good fight or a bad fight. And he got up and followed his wife to go and fight that fight. When he got there, the person he was going to fight was about twice his size. Hey, okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a local man. <laughs> and then you go, you go and meet somebody like Pastor Spiway. I mean, is there any hope? Is there, he doesn't even need to fight you. He just has to put his hand on you. That's enough. Just pray for you. That's enough to deliver you from madness. They beat him. No, the story hasn't ended. This is just the middle. The guy beat him and beat him and then the strangest thing happened. The wife was standing at the point she started to laugh. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah, she started to laugh. This done, I watch a guy, he had been married for forty he has been married for 44 years. And they asked him what's the secret to a happy marriage? He said the secret to a happy marriage is yes baby. Yes. That's all <laughs> be- yes baby. So the person I what I said oh, just agree with everything he's saying you'll be happy in your life. Yes, yeah, yes, baby. So learn to agree. Anyway, what brought us into all this? Original state. So God created us to be, aha, like, uh-huh, I was telling that. When some people see my children, they say they look like my wife. Other people, do, they, they say they look like me. So you can look like so many, depending on your side. Sometimes you, when you take a picture, you stand this way, you look happy. When you stand this way, you look very happy. You know? Yeah, happy, and happy. happy and very happy. They are different. Two states, happy and very happy. Yeah, sometimes when you look this way, you look young. When you turn this way, it's also another thing. Yes. You can finish it. You do the math. Hallelujah. They said, let them, let, let them be in my image. Then 28 said, let them have dominion. Let them multiply. Let them, God created man to have a good and a blessed life. All these struggles were not part of God's original plan. Yeah. Were not part and, in Gen- and man was doing a good job. In Genesis chapter two fifteen, the Bible says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to dress it and to keep it. Man was serving God's purpose. The only job man was doing was to serve God's purpose. God needed somebody to dress the garden which he had provided for man and to keep it. Dress it, keep it, name the animals, just be in the garden and enjoy the garden. Sometimes when you work somewhere, you enjoy some benefits from the place. Just because you work there. Sometimes you get accommodation because you work there. Sometimes when you work in the gym, you can exercise as part of the gym. Benefits. So man was enjoying the garden. But God gave man only one instruction. God said next verse. And the Lord commanded man say, of every tree of the garden, thou may freely eat. This is one more benefit. Eat free. All you can eat. Eat anything you want to eat whilst you are there. I'm talking about the original life that God gave to us. Eat everything you can eat. When you work at places, sometimes you get to eat. Even some of you at your workplace, there's coffee. There's tea. There's Milo. So every day you go to work, you have a bottle. When you are coming home, it's always full. It's always full. We don't know whether it's full with sugar, full with uh, milk, full with, but it's full. Always. He said, eat anything you can. Then 17, he says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat it, of it. For in the day thou eatest of it, thou shalt surely die. Now, any good thing, always there's, there's a condition. He so said, eat everything, but I have only one tree there. Don't eat it. If you eat it, a problem will start. I said, if you eat it, a problem will start. How many of us think this is, is a fair deal? Eat everything. Just one tree. But in Genesis 3, a guy walks in the, into the Bible. His name is the devil. Bible says, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast that the Lord had created in the field. And he said to them, did God really say, for sake of time, we can't be reading all, is we have to read the whole chapter. When you go, go and read your gift for Easter. But this story, Satan comes into the garden and Satan deceives man. And tells man that God is a liar. This is how we lost the original life. God is a liar. He says if you eat it, you will die. It's not true. If you eat it, you will become like him. You will become God. He managed to convince man. And today, that deception is still running in this world where we we are being lied to. And unfortunately, today's Christians also are buying into lies. He says, God knows that when you eat it, this is what will happen. Number one, your eye will open. So invariably, you are currently blind. There are many things you can't see. God doesn't want you to see. God is hiding some of these things from you. He doesn't want you to see it. But if you eat, your eye will open and you will start to see things. Number 2 you will become wise. He said you will become wise. You will have wisdom. Now if you have everything you need, what are you going to use wisdom for? Wisdom of what? I mean, you have everything. He so said you will become wise. And then you will become like God. Hey, when they look at it they say they see how powerful God is. They were excited. Bible says they did it they did what God said they shouldn't do which is they sinned and once they sinned the end came prematurely because yeah. as soon as they ate it true their eyes opened but when their eyes opened what they saw was their nakedness sometimes you want to see something so much if you were if you were your eyes were to be open to see it it will be a disappointment. It's not what you thought it was. How many of you have not thought, if I could just get into a relationship, everything will be okay. He will call me baby. He will agree with me. I can align with what Bishop is saying. And then you got into a relationship and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Oh, if I can just, if I can just find another church to go to. Another, and then you went there and you saw that swear. It's not as glamorous as it looks from. The grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, it's always greener. When you stand, you see, oh, you know, that side is more powerful. You'll be surprised that where you are is far more powerful. You just step there you will see that it's not what you thought it was. Yeah, you say, oh, the grass, you go, is astro. Yeah, you go, is astro. You can't even maintain it the cost of maintaining the astral you don't have it yeah. so always the grass is green but they put you where there's the sand because you can't maintain the astral theft yeah. oh if we can our eyes will open and we will see things that Oh, you see children we want to become adults we, but when you become an adult you see that adulting adulting what is overrated it's a, it's a lie. You will see that being an adult yeah. is overrated. My God. The of my life is hey. I look at my my son's possible school fees next year. I say, hey, I wish I was still my mother's child. I mean, like, my mother's baby, like, baby, baby, baby. I'm still my mother's child, but I wish I was a baby again. Hey! see that being an adult, listen, it's overrated. Mm. The prodigal son wanted to be an adult. He wanted to live by himself. He left his father's house and he went to live by himself. When he, life beat him so much. Bible says when he came to his senses, he said to himself, hey, life is better in my father's house instead of this i Even if I'm a servant in my father's house, life is still better for the servants than this adult life I'm living by myself here. So their eyes opened and to their surprise, what they saw was their nakedness naked. God had intentionally hidden their nakedness from them because it was not right for you. If if you ask, you are sitting, all you can see is your nakedness. You wouldn't even feel comfortable. You will not feel comfortable. No, no, no. Here, you always be checking. I mean, if your neighbor were to just whisper to you, you see, there's a stain at the back of your dress for the rest. Yesterday I was at at an event and 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 we were eating. As we were eating one of my children brought his plate close. He was sitting behind me so he brought his plate close to me so I said to him brother brother food or hunger is temporary but drip is forever so please You either you don't eat, do you see, and we continue dripping. Yeah, it's better than we are full and we lose their drip. No, look, one advice this is just by way that way, no matter what the occasion, always dress nice, always drip. Yeah, always dress nice. Anyway, back to what I'm saying. So I said to him, be careful. But as I was warning him and I was standing, my food rather poured on on one of the drippers. So as soon as it flicked out, I told him, we are going home. I said to him, it's okay, we are going, let's go home. <laughs> no, it's the, the, the event is over. Yeah, even if I'm the one preaching, it's over. We are going home. <laughs> Fortunately, we did damage control and it wasn't bad, so we stayed. But if we were to tell you this thing, the whole time you are there, you'll be checking. Maybe it's not even true, but the whole time. You wish you could develop eyes. You take your phone and take a back, a reverse selfie to check everything. You will do all the because you will start to feel uncomfortable. Your nakedness refers to your mistakes and your errors and the wrong things, the uncomely un- parts. As you are all sitting here, everybody is looking nice because we have all presented the, our comely parts. Yeah, all the un- are hidden. All the un- you will see somebody sitting down with a flat tummy. <laughs> Only teenagers. Should I continue? I should skip. They say I should skip. I, everybody gets If you get the message, put your hands together for the Lord. They say I should skip. Everybody gets the, the window. Let, let's not even expose more nakedness. Let's go forward. Hallelujah. Do you get it? So Satan deceived them and they sinned. Once sin entered into the world, sin introduced the following things. Number one, sin introduced death because god had told in the day that you eat of this fruit you will surely die it introduced death 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 james 1:15 says then when last had conceived it bringeth forth sin satan made them last after the thing that god didn't want them to have So it brought forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That's why the Bible says the wages of sin, the end of sin, the reward of sin is death. It brought forth a decay. Everything started to spoil. Everything started to spoil. Everything around us started to spoil. That's why eh, no matter what you have, if it's brand new, you have a brand new car, no problem. When you go, let's say you go to the shop, you say, how much is the car? They say, oh, maybe $450,000. You pay for it and you drive it out of the showroom. Then when you come out of the showroom, you say, oh, no, no, no. I don't like the car. I'm taking it back. Then you put it on reverse. You say, I brought the car back. Give me four, my my four hundred and sixty thousand. They'll tell you no. Just the drive out and in the value out. You end up with about three hundred and eighty thousand something. You'll be shocked. That's how much it has decayed by you just driving it out. Just immediately goes down. Anything, no matter what it is, is decaying and for you. Our lives are decaying. That's why, without doing anything, our lives are falling. We are growing old. All the wrinkles on our faces is because of the decay that sin introduced into life. Because between last year and this year, you've not done anything. But immediately you can see some wrinkle, something that the skin is not as tight, compact as it used to be. As smooth as it used to be. Now you have to apply other things. You have to lay a foundation. You have to conceal some things. You have to do. I mean, plate it. Look. Brighten up some things which is highlighted. Dim some things so that they cannot be seen. Yeah. Contour. That one, what does it do? To shape, to define. Yeah, now every lady is an artist. Yeah. Pastor Spirit. They when they they finish batting, they first paint their face round. They lay around. It's like, like a, a canvas. Yeah. Then they now start. Yesterday we saw a lady. When we saw her eye, eye, this one is which one? Eyebrow, we knew she works at Shop Right. Because that style is a shop right style. Yeah. You see, pimples are coming on our faces. Even the body is not working the way it used to work before. Just you had strength. You look recently I sent somebody a voice note of my important issue. Oh. Then the person replied, Why are you panting so much? Oh. I said, Is that all you could hear from my voice? My important voice message I've sent you. Said, the person? As what were you doing that you are panting? Some more voice note. You (laughs) are (laughs) saying, "We are decaying, going old quickly. Yeah, things are not the way they used to be. Everything is spoiling. Our schools are spoiling. Our hospitals are spoiling. Our roads are spoiled. That's why our roads, the epitome. Let's not even talk. Our roads are spoiled." Everything is sports. We are decaying. Electricity is boiling. That is even if you have it. The water is today, there's water. We all have gallons in our houses. Yeah. Everybody make sure you have about two gallons, 20 liter, two in your house. So if your friend's water is off, then you go and give them. This. We all don't have spaces to keep these things. So everybody have like two. As soon as somebody's water is off, we all go and give, like, four of us, we all bring, suddenly they have ten to use. The good thing is that rarely do all of us not have water. Yeah. For now. But, yeah, by the grace of God. But the way it's going. Seeing that there will be no change anytime soon. We are going there. Decay. The other thing sin introduced was a stink. A stink, a smell, a bad odor. You know, when, when Lazarus died and Jesus was coming to raise Lazarus and he ordered that they should roll away the stone, they should open the tomb, Martha said something to Jesus. Martha said that Jesus, by now, he stinketh. He has a smell. He has a, an odor. This is the reason why as soon as somebody dies, we we'll take you out of there. No matter how much we love you. No My beloved, we will take you out. We will pay money to take you out. Yeah. My grandmother passed away not so long ago. We went to pay money and we took her out of her own house. Why? Because if you keep the, the person there, the person will start to stink. And hey Bishop, I don't believe it. That's why when you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. It's not like you ate rotten food before you went to sleep. But when you wake up, Sean your mouth begins to smell. Why? Because it's been inactive throughout the night. Only one night, too. Oh. Not even the whole night, because I'm sure through during the night it opens, it closes. Because some of you sleep, your favorite sleep position is an open door policy. Some also close door. Depending on how you sleep, whether you sleep ajar or you sleep closed. Look, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. You don't want to think about it. <laughs> Actually, some people shouldn't sleep in public because the way they sleep. <laughs> Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, Christ is risen. Yeah. So you think you lose a certain beauty. This is why when you sin, you lose a certain beauty. Even not even apart from beauty to onlookers, you yourself, you lose the beauty to yourself. Because when you think about yourself, you don't feel as good as you Usually feel. Yeah, it's like I came to church on Sunday. We sang. I was happy. When I was gone, I felt so holy. I felt more like God, more close to God. But when you leave, and by mistake, one of the old habits, which you thought had died, comes in. After a while, you don't feel that same way again. Yeah, that's what it brings a, a certain smell. It, says it takes away the glory of God. The glory of God. It also introduced corruption. Evil, corruption into our lives. Everything is corrupt. Everybody is corrupt. Oh, yeah. Without controlling yourself and the life that Christ gives us, you will be corrupt. You will tell a lie right now. Oh, yes. Oh, right after church. You will tell a lie. Some of you will tell a lie without being provoked. What what do I mean without being provoked? Like there's no pressure. It's like there's nothing at stake. Your friend just meets you. So, hey, where did you go? Oh, I went to town. Yes, church is in town, but you went to church. (laughs) But you look at this, your friend, this friend, you party with her. If you tell her you went to church, it doesn't settle. So, you say, oh, I went to town. I just got off from the taxi. Asked asked the Conti, Conti, where did the taxi come from? From town. Ah, you see, I went to town. <laughs> it's like corruption is inside all of us. Yeah. It's a sin that brought it. And finally, he introduced a separation from God. A separation from God. A separation from God. Because when God came in Genesis chapter 3 and he saw what they had done, he drove them out of Eden. Which is out of his presence. He said, get out, you stinking people. Get out of my presence. He, he was angry and he drove them out of his presence. Yeah. He drove them out of his presence in such a way that they couldn't find their way back. Bible said he put two big angels at the entrance of the garden Eden. Like that. Even if they found their way back to the garden, the angels will chase them away. God is the first person to introduce security business. <laughs> hmm? yes, so God is yeah, he put a, a alarm systems, security, everything for his presence. The man cannot come back into his presence. That's what we lost when sin came in. So Jesus Christ coming into this earth, to live, to teach, and to die for us. Die and shed his precious blood. Be buried. Resurrect and show himself to everybody. Was that our way back into the presence of God? Our way back. Yeah. Death so that he could give his life. There are so many scriptures, but I have just 12 minutes, so. Death so that he could give his life for our life. Bible says, by the, by the sin of one man, death entered into us. So by the, by the righteousness of one person, life will come into us. Jesus gave, that death was to give his life for our life. Give his life in exchange. We that were dead, that we can now come alive. He shed his blood so that that blood will wash away our sins, because the thing that was separating us from God was the sin, What sin, was sin. That's what was separating us from God. Sin, sin. So he shed that blood, which is the only thing that can wash away a man's sins. The Bible says, "The hand of the Lord; they are not, they are not short. Neither are His ears heavy." that he cannot hear. Short that he cannot see. Heavy that he cannot hear. But what is the problem? Our sins have separated us from him. So Jesus shed his blood so that that blood can wash every single one of us and every single one of our sins so that we can now call on God and come to God. Yeah. He had to cure the sin because if, if you raise somebody from the dead you know and the person died of um, HIV. If you don't cure the HIV, the person will die again. Yeah. The person will die again. If the person died of a heart attack, if you don't cure the heart attack, the person will come back to life and get another heart attack and die and crash again. Don't you see sometimes, somebody, when you watch these ER? Shows you see they resuscitate the person the person goes again resuscitate the thing that is causing the person to go under is still existent so it keeps taking him back it keeps taking him back so he had to solve the sin problem by and all this he accomplished through this process dying being buried which which means our old life going down into the grave. And not coming back. That's why the prophet said on Good Friday. that You cannot say you are a Christian. And you continue with your old life. Maybe in your old life. You were drinking anything that had spirits in it. Any liquid that was spiritual. Which means it has alcohol in it. Any spiritual liquid you were drinking it. Even hand sanitizer, drinking it. Yeah, during lockdown, people were drinking hand sanitizer. Yeah. In this new life, that drunkenness must end. If in your old life, you were sleeping around, Bishop, I wasn't sleeping, I was just sleeping at one place. If you were sleeping, whatever sleeping you were doing, it must pass. It must pass. This is a new life. When Jesus was buried, it was buried also. It was happening only at one place. Yes, it must stop happening. Hey bishop, what must I do? Marry. So, marry. Just marry. Marry. Yeah, marry. Amen. Yeah, maybe, I don't want to, today is good, fr- um, good Sunday. Easter Sunday. I don't want to mention, you you remember the group that I said they dared me and I started to mention things. Then at that point they told me, it's okay, don't give examples. We understand the message, don't give us more examples. Hey. The old life, I said the old life must be buried, must be buried, must be buried. First Corinthians 15. The old life must be buried. First Corinthians 15. Now I declare unto you, I will go on. 1 Corinthians 15. Just, just to show you. It says, this is the God. Moreover, verse 4, let's go for it. Verse 4. It says, verse 3. It says, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, verse 4. And, and that he was buried. And he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Then from verse 5 to verse 8, he showed himself to many people. And he showed himself to Peter and the 12. Then he showed himself to another five, what, 500 people at the same time. And then he kept he kept showing, and then finally verse eight he showed himself to pour himself, yeah, as one who was born out of due time. He said, "I didn't come early." Yeah. He said, "He died. He was buried. He rose again, and he showed it." So that we can believe. That's why when he said, I am the resurrection, I have power. You see, there's a difference between raising Lazarus from the dead and Jesus rising from the dead. There's a difference. difference. You see, Lazarus being raised from the dead, he came back into life with, they they said, we have bodies celestial and others terrestrial. You see, earthly bodies and heavenly bodies. Jesus rose up ready for heaven ready for heaven. Lazarus rose up to live here again, which means Lazarus died again. Lazarus, all the people, the person Jesus raised in the city of name, I'm sure he died. If he wasn't dead, he would still be around. We will see him somewhere in Johannesburg, Soweto around, Soweto that side. Died again. But Jesus rose up in such a way that he wouldn't die again. Didn't die again. That's the power that Jesus is releasing to us today. In conclusion, just three minutes. The resurrection gives us number one, abundance of life. Jesus rising from the dead. You see, in the scripture we read, 1 Corinthians 15, is the, scripture, is the chapter about the resurrection. People were arguing about the resurrection. And Paul says so many things about the resurrection. He says, if the resurrection is not true, then we we'll believed in vain. But we thank God that it's true. Thank God that is true. Yeah. Now, it gives us abundance of life. John 10 verse 10, the Bible says, the thief, which is Satan, he comes not. He only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This is all the life I've described to you is the life that the devil came to steal from us. If he didn't come in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, we'll be having this good life. We will all be living in the garden. Imagine not, not paying rent. We will not need to pay school fees. Hey. When I think of how much school fees I pay in a year. I tell you, if we're in the garden, we'll be, we, we will come with everything that you need for the garden to live. No more school fees. This is the life that the devil has stolen from us. They are stolen good health. You are around, you see, today this part, tomorrow this, tomorrow amatambo, tomorrow this, tomorrow that. It's like different things. Hey! You, you have to just turn 40. As soon as you turn 40, a doctor will give you a medication that you have to take for the rest of your life. Yeah, doctor will say, you see, your body is not producing enough this, so take this to help it. It's not producing enough insulin. Take this. Your body is not doing this. Do this. Your body is... I said, oh, doctor, I look, I only had a bad dream, and I came to see you. Why have you guys said, yes, that's the cause of bad dreams. Take it. <laughs> you are having this type of dreams because your body likes this. You'll be shocked. what the devil came to steal from us. Just pure joy. You see, today you can't be with somebody easily without being suspicious. Yeah, Yeah. You blink one, they blink one. You blink one, they blink one. If you blink one, they blink twice. You say, hey, why are you blinking so fast? What's happening? What do you know that I don't know? Oh, pastor, ask for me, everybody I'm with, I trust the person. I'm coming for you. You see, sometimes you are standing with somebody. As you are standing with the person, uh, maybe you are, you are standing with the person, then you are talking. No, you can't sit. We are talking. Then the person lifts the head. Suddenly, without any problem, you tend to see what, what is happening. What, if it has happened to you before, just lift one finger. Don't give up just one finger. It has happened to you before. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you trust? That, oh, everything is, you want to, what is it that, or even they are looking at you, then they can see beyond, then they start to smile. You want to check, what is making them, is he laughing at me? Is he, You walk into a room, then they were all, you could hear them from outside. As soon as you walk in, everybody keeps quiet. You begin to wonder, what were they saying? You start to, you start to play back, all the sounds you were hearing from outside. Just in case if you can, you can put the puzzle together to see what they were seeing. When, 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 when my, my son was smaller, when he started crash, one of them, they, when they go to crash, one of them, when they come back, he will ask me and the mother, where did you go? where did you go? Like when he went to crash, where did we go? I used to wonder, "Ah, what does this question mean? But eventually I figured it out. Yeah. I realized that he's checking, did you go to McDonald's when I wasn't here? Did you go? (laughs) Yes. The question is, where did you go without me? child though. He will ask us. He will interrogate us. He wants to know. Then he'll be moving around the kitchen to see whether he will see anything written M on it (laughs) or anything playing I'm loving it. Yeah. Checking the bin bin just in case Ah, these guys have gone somewhere without me. The devil, this is what he has stolen from us. And Jesus said, but I have come so that you might have life and have it in abundance. That you have abundance of life. That you can, whilst you are on this earth, you you will have a good life. A good life. Yeah. I know the devil has stolen peace from this earth. But I've come so that you can enjoy some peace. this is the reason why we are all sane today and we are all okay today yeah or else by now as we are sitting here hey the issues will be trying to sort out right now oh so i've come so that you can have a good life you can have a proper life that your mind can be working okay that you can go and come peacefully when you go out you will come back safely that's why i came The devil has stolen your joy. But I've come so that you can be happy. So that you can have a happy life. Receive a happy life. Look, there are so many things in this life. Even as a Christian, fighting our happiness. Oh yes. If you want to learn how to cry, marry. A wife that has never cried before. It's not true. Oh no. Even pastor wives, they have cried before. Oh yes. Mm. Oh yeah. Say amen. Say another amen. I'm closing. I'm closing in a bit. Good life. Will make you cry. Something will make you upset. Something will make you unhappy. Something will make you worry. Something will make you anxious. Something will make you fresh. But it will make you fret. Either your exam will make you fret, or your school fees will make you fret, or this, or your job, something. Hey, you just got a good job. As soon as you set in, set, step into the office, here is this woman who has made herself your sworn enemy. That's day one, day one, day one. You don't even know her. You don't know how her position at the workplace is connected to your position, at the, how they interfere, but she has made herself your number one enemy. Sometimes you can walk into a workplace, the first time, your lunch hour. If you come and sit here, it, by just coming to sit here, all these people are your enemies. Yeah. You just you didn't know. And if you came in, and you just saw an empty chair, and you by that that move, you have, you have chosen where you be. Whether you are in the DA or you are in the ANC, you have chosen. By default, because of, and the chest is not like there's one. If you go and sit also by yourself, it's like going to prison. If you go and sit by yourself, hey, I saw that one, they are worse. Everybody's your enemy. I'm telling you. When you work at place, you see the white people, Langston, all the white people are sitting here, then all our brothers are sitting here. When, and all the charros are also sitting over there. If you come and you stand there, you look, you look. You go and sit here. Our brothers will say you are a traitor. You think you are clever. Yeah. Clever black guy. Isn't it? Yeah. You go and sit here, you go and sit here, the white people, yeah, he's one of them. Mandla has come to join them. You go and sit in their charles you are racist. Yeah, you don't know. He's lost. This guy is lost. One day, I was in a meeting with some people, and everybody was introducing themselves. Then one guy introduced him. When he introduced himself, then there, there were some two people sitting there. I said, ah, oh, ooh. He said, they, then they said something. I'm trying to remember. He said, rejected Khaled. Aww. It's like his father is Khaled, but his father didn't accept him. Because he has black skin like you and I. But the name has a little flavor in it. Oh, that's, great. that's terrible. Yeah, that's very mean. Just by mentioning his name. Some rejecters like, yeah, they, they could do the math. I never have, ne- look, since I was born late 1902. <laughs> 1902. I've never thought of something like this before. But they said, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't believe it. Oh. I heard it myself. If I ask Pastor Lungani, he is my witness. He said, He's a rejected color. You see, Pastor Melly has a little color. We say he's a rejected color. He was going, his father is supposed to be colored, but he didn't accept him, so they dumped him at his black mother's side. That's, that's, what, that's what they were saying. By all means, something will make you sad. Something. But Jesus said, I've come so I can enjoy some joy. You can enjoy some peace. You can enjoy some happiness. You can have something good for your life. Number two, this is my final point. The resurrection brings us eternal life. Eternal life. Not only life on this earth, but life after. Here, I read one scripture and then we close. John 3:16. John 3:16. I read from 46. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, the famous victory of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world over death and coming out of the grave, that the tomb is empty. Today, a friend of mine posted a picture of himself at the tomb of Jesus. And he said, the tomb is still empty. It's still empty. He had gone to see for himself and the tomb is still empty. As we celebrate this famous thing that happened on God's earth, I came to tell you that this event was to give you and I eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. That after we live life on this earth and we exit this body. You see, why do we need eternal life? Because when this body, you see, the soul that God has put in us and the spirit that God has put in us, that's not that. So even when this body dies and decays and rots and goes into the grave, that soul will still be alive. And that soul, if it doesn't have this gift of eternal life, which is a time in the presence of God, it will go into where God has created for lost souls. Because God knows that all souls are going to be alive when this world comes to an end. He has to create, he's created a special quarantine area where he puts COVID positive, sorry, where he puts lost souls special place. Because if he doesn't, what will happen is that they will all be roaming around. As we are in church, they will all be walking around here. You are sitting down. You can't see them. The person has taken the microphone. Then he's running. Meanwhile, you can't see a body. The microphone is running. So God said, no, 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 no. We can't have everybody moving around like that. I'm going to create, we'll create confusion on this earth. We are going to create a special area for lost souls. And a special area for saved souls. Those who accepted Jesus, the free gift of salvation, this gift of eternal life from Jesus Christ, we are going to create a special place for them. This is the place we call heaven. And the place he created for lost souls is called hell. Hey, pastor, who decides who goes there? You do. You and I do. You and I do. Our time on this earth gives us the opportunity. To either choose where we will go. Whether we will go to the place created for saved souls. Or the place created for lost souls. Bible says that there was a certain rich man. And there was a certain poor beggar. And it came to pass that the poor beggar died. And he was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died. And was buried. And in hell. The rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Father Abraham afar off. And Lazarus in his bosom, he shouted and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, for I am tormented in this flame. This is how life ends. Whilst we are on this earth, we have to, we say, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. And Lazarus said, hey, son, Abraham said to him, son. Abraham is like a class prophet in heaven. He said to him, son, thou in thy lifetime had thy your good things and Lazarus his evil things. And now he's comforted and thou art tormented. It means in our lifetime, we have the opportunity to choose where we want to spend eternity. As for eternal life, it's available to everybody, but you have to choose it. God, eternal life is like rain. Once it rains, it rains on both the good and the bad. It's raining, the opportunity is there. But will you choose it? On this Sunday, on this resurrection Sunday, if you are here, you have not repented of your sins, come to the cross and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me, have mercy on me and forgive me. So that you can be my Lord and my Savior. That you can also enjoy this eternal life when you die. When you die, unfortunately, unfortunately, you will not be a saved soul and you will go to hell. Today you have the opportunity to say, Jesus, I choose you. I choose you to be the Lord of my life. Come and live him. I told you when Jesus comes to live in your life, 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 this life I'm talking about comes to live in you. Life comes to live. Come and live in me and be the Lord of my life. Thank you. Thank you. If you are here today, Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You can choose him today. He wants to start a relationship with you today he wants to give you an opportunity he doesn't want it to come to pass that you will get to heaven you say you never got the chance he's giving you a chance we're going to pray for just a minute i'm going to pray with everybody here and then we are all going to step out i want to encourage everybody on this good day choose jesus choose a time in the presence of god choose this life choose eternal life with jesus christ by welcoming it to your heart don't let this opportunity Slip by stand to your feet with me close your eyes everywhere we'll pray shortly and then we'll all just go home just quickly and then we will go home every eye no movement please just shortly and then we'll pray and then we'll go every eye closed every head bowed you know, and say pastor thank you for this word thank you for introducing to me the life abundance of life that comes from jesus thank you for introducing to me eternal life that comes from jesus today i want to come to the cross and i want to invite jesus into my heart to be my lord and to be my savior if you are here like that with every eye closed please and every head bowed i want you to quietly lift up your right hand with me i'll pray with you just quietly quietly lift up your right hand with me i'll pray with you pastor i want to welcome jesus into my heart to be my lord and be my savior. I want this life to live in me. I want his life to live in me. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I lift you. I lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. You lifted up your hand. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me. I'll pray with you. You Lift up your hand. I want you to come to me. Open your eye and come to me. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Don't be shy. Go. We've all come forward before. We've all of us here. We've come forward like this. Come to me, I'll pray with you. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And then we go. prayer is to ask Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to forgive you of all your sins and be your Lord and your Savior. Pray with me, say dear Lord Jesus say it with me please say dear Lord Jesus I come to you just as I am I accept that I'm a sinner please forgive me of all my sins I believe that you died for me you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I belong to Jesus. I will love Jesus. I will serve Jesus. Now Satan, say it confidently. Say, Satan, listen to me. From today, I no longer belong to you. I will no longer serve you. I serve Jesus for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for all these ones who are here. Write their names in the book of life. Cleanse and wash their hearts with your blood. In the name of Jesus. Let them save you for as long as they live. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, put your hands together for our brothers and sisters. What a blessing. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Marisburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.